You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So in the second chapter of Pesachim, we're really exploring the different characteristics of chametz and, you know, whether we need to burn it or not, or whether we can get rid of it in some other way, whether we can get benefit from it. As the chapter progresses, we're going to look at the kinds of foods that make chametz, and then we're going to get onto the kinds of foods which we're going to eat at our seder, actually. So we'll gradually segue from chametz to matzah to the seder. That's essentially the progress of the second chapter. But it begins very firmly with chametz. And in order to understand it, we actually need a pasuk. And we've mentioned this pasuk before on the source sheet. But I brought it again just to be able to devote a little bit more attention to it. It's from Shmot. It's from uh, it's from Bo. Matsotia. We might even have read it. We might have read it yesterday. It's very close, certainly, to the Parsha of HaChodesh. Matzot yechel eight shivat hayamim, unleavened bread or matzot shall be eaten for the seven days. Velo yere'e lecha chametz. And chametz won't be seen for you. Velo yere'e lecha se'or, and leaven shall not be seen for you. Bechol gvulecha. And the, the Torah seems to repeat this word lecha for you as though the ownership or the possession of the chametz is particularly important and that's the issue which the mishnah is going to pick up in the second uh, second mishnah of the second chapter chametz shall nochri chametz that belongs to a non-jew that has gone through Pesach, the expression Pesach, that the Pesach has passed over, means that the Chametz has passed through Pesach. We haven't destroyed it, in other words. Mutar Bahanaha. But Mutar Bahanaha. It's okay to get benefit from it. We can get benefit from a non Jew's Chametz. So, for example, the, the day after Pesach, we can walk into his shop and buy it and then cook with it. But the Mishnah continues, Veshel Yisrael Asur. If it belonged to a Jew, it's forbidden. We can't walk into a Jewish shop and just buy chametz, which, or if it even our chametz, right? Let's say we got, we on the day after Pesach, we discover some chametz, which unfortunately has been tucked away in the attic through the whole of Pesach. We can't get benefit from it. We have to, basically, we still have to get rid of it. It's Asur Bahana'ah. It's forbidden to get benefit. And now we're going to quote the Pasuk. Shinimar lo yera'e lecha se'or. No leaven shall be seen for you. It applies for your chametz, but not for a non-Jew's chametz. And once that's established, the difference between our chametz and a non-Jew's chametz, we're now going to do a little bit of financial engineering. And I wanted to mention the fact that in a secured loan, essentially, the borrower takes ownership of the money. If I borrow money, I take the money. But the lender takes ownership of the collateral. In a secured loan, if I'm the borrower, I take the money and I give the collateral. That's the classic format. 
And it could even, by the way, in modern financial markets, it could even be by way of purchase and repurchase. You know, I can sell the lender my collateral and buy it back at the end of the loan. The point is that, that my collateral isn't with me anymore. It's with the lender. And that's the issue which the Mishnah discusses. Nochri, again with reference to a non-Jew. Nochri shehil vait Yisrael echa al Say a non-Jew made a loan to a Jew secured on his chametz, that is secured on the Jew's chametz. After Pesach, it's permitted to gain benefit from it because the non-Jew has, has given the cash to the Jew. The Jew has handed over his chametz to the non-Jew. This is essentially like non-Jewish chametz, which we can get benefit from after Pesach. It's just non-Jewish chametz. And of course, the opposite, the, the, the opposite won't, will, will work. It'll work in exactly the opposite direction as we would expect. The Yisrael, Shehilva et hanochriah chametzo. What if a Jew makes a loan to a non-Jew secured on his chametz? Well, in this case, the non-Jew Get, uh, the Jew is lending, so the non-Jew gets the cash, but the Jew gets the chametz. That's a problem. And the Mishnah is going to tell us, Achar ha-Pesach asur After Pesach, it is forbidden to have benefit from it. So, for example, if the non-Jew doesn't pay back the loan, we can't take possession of that chametz and sell it. Because in that situation... Well, the Chametz has gone over Pesach in our possession. We possessed it. There's absolutely no benefit we can derive from it after Pesach. What about destroying it? And that's an, we're going back to the question that Rabban Gamliel raised in the first Mishnah of the chapter, where he says you can crumble it or throw it to the winds or throw it in the sea. Chametz shenafla alav mapolet. What about Chametz? on top of which a building fell down. So there's a, 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 a mapolet is a collapsed building. Chametz shenafla alav mapolet. A collapsed building has collapsed onto some chametz. Harehu ki mevoar. It's as if it had been removed. And we had Rabban Gamliel earlier, but now we're going to have Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Kol She'ein HaKelev Yachol Chapes Acharav. Anything that a, a, anything that a dog couldn't search after, i.e. anything that a dog can't search out, is not Hametz for our purposes. Just uh, like um, we were dis- as we were discussing at the beginning of the Masechet, we only, we're only going to search two rows back in the wine cellar. If the chametz is stuck somewhere that a dog can't get it or it's stuck under the ruined building, it's not chametz for practical purposes. What if the chametz doesn't belong to a non-Jew, but it belongs to the Kohen? That's the next question that the Mishnah asks. What about someone who eats chametz truma? He eats it on Pesach. And he eats it by mistake. Mushalem Karen Vahomesh. 
he repaid to principal plus a fifth. We've learned this halacha before, that the fifth of the Mishnah, which is actually 25%, it's a quarter, is payable if you if you take possession of or if you do if you eat truma if you eat truma that doesn't if you take if you take something that belongs to the kohen you need to pay it back with a fifth what about what about on purpose bemazed bemazed patoramishtashlumim on purpose he's exempt from paying umidme udmidme etsim and also even from the value of fuel and somehow the penalty for purposeful eating for chametz is less than for accidental eating but what the mishnah is getting at here is that if you eat on purpose you're subject to karet but you have to pay back the value of that chametz and of course the value of the chametz is well it's zero on pesach because we're forbidden to get any benefit from it so in other words, the chametz has got zero value to a Jew on Pesach, even for the purpose of calculating um, calculating fines. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>